Welcome to the glory in our stories. On this episode, we'll be speaking with Karen Gordon. Thank you for you all listening up until this point uh, for this podcast. This is The Glory in Our Stories. This is episode 48. I had the pleasure and the privilege of speaking to Miss Karen Gordon, um, creative director of Garden City Jazz. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was about a week, maybe two weeks ago, got an opportunity to listen to um, Mr. Matt Chevis. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And wow. Yeah. yeah, he's uh, pretty awesome. That was, um, yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> um, I've only probably attended two or three jazz performances in my life. Yeah? Yeah. That is pretty awesome. That that just opens up for, you know, many, many more now. So and, that's a good thing. Yeah, and I, and I was very impressed at how they got it. You know, Georgia got him to come down, let alone Augusta yeah. got him to come down just for that time. Yes. You know? And I highly appreciate it. But I always begin each podcast by just explaining how I met the interviewee. Okay. And I've heard, I've heard your name in circulation for so long. And then I think the first time I actually met you was with Create Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been prior to that. But... Um, one thing that you always do, you you always exhibit this positivity, and um, due to a lot of stuff that goes on, we need that. Yeah. And um, seeing Me your too. and your take and your influence in the jazz community here, mm-hmm. and realizing that it's a lot bigger than people think it is. Yes, yes, it really is. Um, there are there are just so many musicians, um, jazz, just so many creative people here in Augusta. The yeah. jazz community is, is um, of course, uh, just a small subset of that overall, but one of the great things about jazz musicians is that we have to be able to, we have to be very versatile. Mm-hmm. So many of the, if you go out and listen to live music, many of the musicians who will be on the bandstand may not be playing jazz. Um, but they are actually, you know, jazz is, is like their primary thing, their yeah. primary genre that they play. So, um, and to go back to what you referenced, the concert you referenced at the Unitarian Church, mm-hmm. um, this is our fifth season uh, doing that, you know, the four seasons, chamber jazz. Yeah. Um, and we were able to get Matt Shevitz here because um, his father, is on is a faculty member at the medical um, yeah. campus, the downtown campus. So, and he he lives in Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. He only lived here for a little while, um, but um, but and he travels. He's got a new music out. So, the 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 community is pretty. I'll say relatively close close knit. You know, yeah. a lot of the jazz players are, are older older than me. <laughs> <laughs> And the challenge is to bridge the gap between the younger ones who are coming up. Yes. And a lot of the older musicians do that very well. Yeah. They reach out to the younger musicians and make connections like that. Yeah. So, 
I just, I mean, I love it. I, I love the music. I love the, the, um, the people who play it. I like mm -hmm. the, the vibe of the space that it's in. You know, um, jazz, jazz music is just is is so unique in that it's, and it's so perfect, too, right? Yeah. In that it's, um, you know, it's it's like it's like the perfect democracy on the bandstand, mm -hmm. you know. So, and, and that's because everybody, everybody on the bandstand has a voice and everybody is expected to use their voice on that bandstand. Yeah. Everybody is expected to express themselves and everybody is expected to listen and respect the other person who's talking. And that doesn't happen a lot no. in, um, in, in real life. No, it doesn't. But when you but when you're playing jazz music, you you you, you feel it. You know those those guys who were playing, they had just met. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. They uh, don't play together at all. So Matt is Matt lives in Chicago. Uh, sax player Matt, band leader, uh, the drummer Danny Boozer lives in Columbia, mm. and Travis lives here. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah. They just they just communicated. They got together. They talked down some tunes. I think they rehearsed. Uh, they had a rehearsal. They, they talked about what they're gonna play, and then they just kind of played it. And you can do that when you you can do that when you can effectively communicate. Um, and of course, the, the the other members of the band have to have a certain repertoire. Also, they mm -hmm. have to have a certain level of knowledge. You yeah. Know? Um, I, and, and those guys, they know a whole lot of music, um, and they know how to play a whole lot of music. So I, um, I, I, I've, I know where I can, I, I know how to stay in my lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when those, when cats like that, you know, are playing, I just, I love to sit back and watch. I love to watch the interaction. I told you I like to talk, right? <laughs> I love to watch the interaction mm -hmm. um, and try to figure out you know how they're how they're working their way through the tunes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How they're communicating is if it's something as subtle as just like a wink or um, just a, a quick hand signal. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to you know you have to be tuned in to people um, in order to be able to understand that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to you have to be paying attention. You know, and a lot of times we don't. We don't pay attention to stuff. We don't pay attention to what people say, and we don't pay attention to what people don't say, but they mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I love the I I um I love I love the music. I I started um, Garden City Jazz when I was in a band. Hmm. The band was Quiet Storm. So. Um, was this a jazz band? It was a it was a jazz band, mm -hmm. and of course we played every we played a little bit of everything. Yeah. It started actually no, Quiet Stone was not a jazz band. We were like we were mainly a variety band, so okay. we played everything. Um, we won um, best of we won best jazz band of Augusta several years. Um, nice. But uh, but yeah, we uh, we were we had the opportunity to work with the city. Mm -hmm. To to do can to to promote and to work th with them um, for candlelight jazz. This was back in like 2003. Um, 
I was still in high school. Were you really? <laughs> <laughs> so we got that opportunity, and my partner, my business partner, my band band leader partner at the time, mm -hmm. um, he wanted us, he wanted our band to play all of the shows. You know, we had uh, we had eight eight weeks. Candlelight mm -hmm. Jazz was eight weeks back then. Now it's eighteen. Wow. Um, but he wanted us to do all of the shows, and I was like, there's so many musicians around here that can play. So many jazz musicians can play. Why don't, why don't we have to play all the gigs, you know? <laughs> so, um, so we ended up just, we played twice. Mm -hmm. And then as the series grew, we ended up playing like once a month. Mm -hmm. um, but I, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't in love with that. So I started Garden City Jazz yeah. <laughs> to to um, support other jazz musicians in town because mm -hmm. at the time um, the only place that you could go, the only places that you could hear live jazz was at a club. Yeah, you know, um, and restaurants don't count because it's background music. Nobody is really listening. Yeah. Um, so that was the only place you could go is, is a club. So kids couldn't hear it, you know. I, I think I, I had two young kids at the time and um, I couldn't take them out. I mean, we pl I play, yeah. but I, I, uh, I would take them with me every now and again when I couldn't find a babysitter, but that didn't work. <laughs> like we got kicked out of the Fox's lair. They were like, can we get these kids <laughs> out of here? So, um, so I started Garden City Jazz and began to actively look for opportunities to support uh, jazz musicians, local yeah. musicians here. Um, and we were, that was like, that was like the best thing ever. You know, being able to, to support musicians in that way, mm -hmm. you know, and to be able to bring the music from, you know, the, the over 21, the club kind of thing, into a park, you know, where folks could bring their kids. And eventually, um, the city let me let me hire um, school bands. So, so once that happened, I'm like, oh, it's perfect. And then they let me they let me, they let me call the, the the army band, which no longer exists, unfortunately. But um, it was I was that was my thing. That was like my baby. I loved it. It never candlelight jazz never belonged to me. Yeah. But it was like my thing because it was it was just such a wonderful thing to me. I was like, it's the best thing since sliced bread. You know, you can hear this great music. Mm -hmm. You know, you can bring your family. It's cheap. It was only like five dollars at the time. Yeah. It's it's only gone up to eight in how many years? Fifteen years now. Wow. I should really charge more for that. But <laughs> But um, but it was it was great, and we were able to. We had a relationship with Comcast. Um, we would get the band on, you know, Comcast Connect Live or Spotlight or whatever it was called. Mm -hmm. It was called all those things, and that would play, you know, like three times a day for the entire week. So I'm like, they're like, oh, deep. No, it's it's local, you know, it's yeah. local TV. But I was just so super excited about that. For the music, for them to have the opportunity to to perform one or two tunes and to promote themselves and to be you know be seen and so I I, I um I loved it. 
I still love it. We, I, we don't do candlelight anymore because it's mm. not jazz anymore. It's just, it's something, well, there's jazz in there, but yeah. they changed the name from a candlelight jazz to candlelight music. Because yeah. um, they, um, they wanted to switch things up a little bit. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so we started doing that and um, my, my formal training, my education is in public relations. Mm -hmm. So I graduated from here, class of 2009. <laughs> um, and uh, we've just been doing stuff, you know, ever since. Um, yeah. I try to be as busy as I can be. Um, I try to work with as many people as will let me. Mm -hmm. And um, I try to do as much good as possible. Oh, that was good. I should have written that down. Yeah, well. <laughs> it'll be on the podcast. Yeah, because that, um, <laughs> you pretty much summed up the desire of most full-hearted full -hearted artists that are here. Mm -hmm. And having the opportunity to work with other people and enhance their presence, their ability, mm -hmm. and in the process of receiving that same support. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't for that. Yeah. And it's a lot of, well, I've come in contact with a lot of selfishness. Mm -hmm. And a lot of uh, teaching is lacked. And being able to exchange, that's one thing my fiance brings up a lot is what happened to the, like, the old fashioned barter system? Like, you say, oh, I give you this in exchange for that because we both need something. Right. Why can't we exchange this? Right. And doing that, and you, you reference a lot kids. Mm -hmm. And going back to what you said initially, bridging that gap, yeah. that applies to a lot of things and a lot of misunderstandings mm -hmm. that's happening. And jazz, <laughs> it represents the general concept yeah. of communication, like letting someone have their turn. What do you have to tell me? What can I tell you? Yeah. I'm listening. Now I'm listening. Now you can listen to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's very applicable to all other aspects. And I wish that if people were more in tune with jazz they could see the relevancy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but definitely yes. definitely and and there's just there's there's nothing like that and what 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 the, the beauty of it is just that connection because you know we're I'm on Facebook all day long and so <laughs> a lot of people myself included mm -hmm. really just want to know that they are seen and heard yeah and and in jazz music, it's you know you you can tell when it's not now you know in a great situation, it works well. Now there are times when it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, when it, <laughs> it doesn't work well at all. Yeah. Um, as but but when it when it's working, then there's this there's this uh, this back and forth, this ebb and flow, and mm -hmm. and the, and the vibe is just crazy. But you know when someone. Uh, plays a solo. They they say their piece. They they express themselves, and then the next person up, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing when the next person to speak, you know, you know how in, in great communication you acknowledge that you heard the question or you you re yeah. restate the question. Great time. Great thing happens when the next person to speak, kind of kind of quotes that whole the previous thing yeah. as if to say, okay, I got that. You said that. I heard you. So I'm I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it back to you. I'm going to uh, add my take to it. I'm gonna mm -hmm. add my flavor to it. And then, and then 
people it's it's just a it's just a, such a wild connection and I don't know it it's now as a solo solo artist well we're not gonna talk about that but <laughs> but um it's a great thing when, when that happens and we I believe we need more of that. And I'm glad we're talking about this because now I I gotta make I gotta make some of the things happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, for for the bands. Um we used to do it. We used to host a jam session um, once a month when we were over at the Jesse Norman School, and we worked. We we did that in several several different ways, several iterations. But um, providing an opportunity for for young people to come and be mentored to in that group setting, yeah. for them to be encouraged by you know the people that they kind of look up to. Mm -hmm. um, so. And you know the, the the jazz band here at the school is doing a really great job. Also, they're growing yeah. um, here at Augusta University. They're growing, um, and that's a great thing. And I'm not just shameless plug because my brother um, <laughs> directs that band. Oh, nice! Uh, but that's cool. And I do want I want to say before I forget too, um, I because my brother is a jazz musician, mm -hmm. um, and because he's very well known in Augusta I really wanted to to use you know of course I had an advantage you know because everybody's like oh my gosh so Wycliffe's sister she must be good I wasn't that good I'm not that good <laughs> but um, but I knew I had and I had an opportunity to help other people yeah. you know I knew I got certain advantages that other people who didn't have that connection would get you know I had that name recognition so I'm gonna use that I'm gonna use my powers for good so to speak <laughs> So I really wanted to. Um, I just. I really wanted to do that. I wanted to see the. I wanted to see the musicians do well. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. I think that's what. Because um, I want to see that too. Especially in a different genre that I'm not used to. Because mm -hmm. um, it opens your mind and perspective, and it makes you ask the question: What makes them so into this? Because I'm obviously not yeah. really as into it as they are, but. One thing you said in reference to creating uh, something, you were like, well, I see that this person didn't love it as much as I did. Mm -hmm. um, so you may cause you to venture out and create something on your own. That way you have uh, manifested that that, yeah. that uh, appreciation mm -hmm. and you create something out of that. And then everybody else is able to see, you know, a walking illustration of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was um, it was a great I think I think it was a, I think it was a brilliant idea. Not just because it was my idea, but yeah. but um, but because looking looking at it from a holistic point of view, or just uh, um, just looking at it differently, you know, mm -hmm. ideally for for a, a a ticketed show, a thing, mm -hmm. an event, you want to get as many people. Yeah. at this event you know so you want to get the most popular bands you want to get the folks who have this huge following you want to get the folks who bring get butts in seats mm -hmm. and that's great um, but what how are you if you've if you're the only one who's making the calls if I'm the only one who's making the calls I'm gonna call my friends right yeah call people I know call people I can rely on but that's not that's not that's only helping this small subset this small you know group of people mm -hmm. but if i'm calling young people if i if i've got 
you know, Davidson, if I've got the conservatory jazz band, which also does not exist anymore. Very sad about that. Um, but hopefully it'll come back. <laughs> so if I've got these young people who are performing, and, if, and, and I've heard so many times that um, from, from the patrons, you know, those are, those are just kids? Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're wonderful. And then to be able to, talk, to, to connect, to have that connection to Fort Gordon when we were able to do that, um, it, was a, it was an interesting it was a great situation. It was interesting, and it, but but we could not um, charge when they perform. They have to, it has to be a free event. Yeah. And so that caused quite a bit of uh, pushback from the city. But I'm like, we, it's, they're they're here. It's not going to kill. It's not going to kill your budget to not you know to not charge for these what 200, 300 people for one week. Yeah. So, and that. Um, even though the, the, the Signal Corps band, the, the Army eliminated that whole thing, but while they were here, they were involved in just so many, they wanted to do uh, community service. They wanted to get out and play. So we were able to form um, another concert series just for them. So mm -hmm. it was um, back in 2014, I think, um, uh, called it Sunset on the Savannah. I think we did that for two years. Um, then they had this whole drawdown thing and things just kind of went crazy. But, um, <laughs> but they performed at the, it was, it, was the, it was at the Riverwalk Amphitheater, this gigantic space. And so we didn't, we didn't have thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. But we were able to really begin to build um, what I was hoping would be a long lasting relationship with the musicians out at Fort Gordon because they can play anything. So. Yeah. But, um, but so that that um, that the, the work with Garden City Jazz and just my desire to do to, to be downtown and to do some work with that and try to figure out what made downtown tick yeah. uh, has led to all sorts of all sorts of goodies. You know, I um, program the music for the Saturday Market, and that. Uh, initially, I was not in love with that. Yeah. Uh, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because, um, because initially I was playing. So mm. I was playing like every Saturday, and I was like, I don't, I don't like playing that much. You know, I, I really, <laughs> I don't like performing that much. And the most important thing, um, the best part about the Saturday market is the people. Yeah. So if I'm performing, I can't talk to anybody. I can't. I, I can't yeah. get, I can't meet my hug quota for the week. I can't do any of that if I'm playing. So, um, yeah, that's the that's that's the that is the absolute best thing about the Saturday market is the people. Yeah, because you, everybody comes through there. You know, you. Um, I always say that the market is a, a microcosm of the of the city of the, of the community. You get you get a little bit of a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And um, everybody's, I don't know if everybody's in a good mood or it just feels like that. I don't know if it's just because the sun is shining. I don't know, yeah. but it's, it's, um, it's a great space to be in. And um, so once I found someone who was willing to do it, to come and play regularly, I was loving it. So <laughs> I have my tent, the Garden City Jazz tent. I have two tents. 
Mm-hmm. One is the, the music is here, and I'm next to that, and I'm always, my job there is to talk about music. My, it's, it's, a, it's a talk about, it's a talk about music, um, and really just to talk about Augusta, you know? Yeah. Um, I just like to, I just like to talk. I just like to talk about what's wonderful downtown. I love talking about downtown. People come through, they ask, where can we go and listen to some live music? I'll let them know about the Partridge Inn or, you know, if they want to stay downtown. Um, and not just, not just jazz, anything. You know, yeah. where can we go to get, where can we go to get a sandwich? Um, yeah, go to a whiskey bar, go to, you know, a sports center. There, people are in town for, for a show or family reunion. They just happen to be staying downtown and they'll come through. I just love to, um, I told you I just love to talk to people. Um, and... Yeah, so, and so all of this, all of these things, I think it's just my love for uh, the community, mm-hmm. you know, for, for all that is Augusta. Um, I think that's like my motivation. Um, but that hasn't always been the case. So let me tell you, mm-hmm. let me tell you what was like a really pivotal moment for me. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. So to start Garden City Jazz in 2003. I was with the, I've been playing out, you know, gigging since about 99, I think. So, um, so I got married in 08, right? And I had this really, my husband and I had this really difficult pregnancy. Really, Scooter. Scooter was a really difficult pregnancy. So I was in the, um, and I was in the hospital. I was at MCG. I was in the hospital for for three months. Wow. Yeah. On and this is during the pregnancy? Yeah, yeah. So that was your, what, last trimester? That was the last trimester. And he wow. came early, so so he was due, I don't even know when he was, when he, he was probably due in February. Mm-hmm. But um, I was in from October, October, yeah from October through January. And so I miss like all of the good stuff, like, you know, Halloween, 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 Thanksgiving, Christmas, oh. New Year's Day, you know, New Year's Eve, all of that, all the fun stuff. So, and I, you know, I had this great room, you know? <laughs> I, had this, I had this corner room, I call it the penthouse, right? <laughs> um, and I got, I got comfortable. Yeah, of course you got to get comfortable. You got to be there for a while. Yeah. But, be, but being in that, being in that space, for that um, duration, for such a long time, it taught me. Um, I, I learned patience mm-hmm. and appreciation for people, and mm-hmm. and to not take things for granted. You know, so. So when I got, and 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 it was, it was it was. It was crazy, but it was cool. I was, I, I was a student here yeah. then, um, and a couple of mem- a, a lady from my church. She worked somewhere up in here, <laughs> <laughs> and um, she made she made arrangements for me to get a laptop so I could do my assignments. We, we wow. made sure I, I was able to to finish my my classes and everything. I was yeah. able to graduate on time. I was like. It was just, it was the most horrifying experience, yeah. but, but coming out of it, 
it was life changing. Yeah. It really was. Um, because those people didn't have to do that for me. Yeah. They didn't. Um, they, they, they did not, they didn't have to. You know, my, my, I know my professors gave me a break because I was not. <laughs> <laughs> my work was, was, was not, you know, graduation ready, but yeah. they cut me some slack. My classmates came to visit me. I mean, it was really cool. I was like, geez Louise. I'm trying to not use my, uh, my grown up jazz language <laughs> on this podcast right now. And I was like, geez, you know, these folks don't have to do that. And, and so just as I was about to get out, you know, had the baby, stayed around for a little while. He was in for, for a couple, for about another week or so, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm old. I can't, my memory is fuzzy. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that uh, the awesome thing about Karen is that in order for her to believe in people, it took the experience of having people believe in her. And I think that's something that we could apply to our lives. It's not the easiest thing to do, but when somebody shows you grace and mercy, you know, it's sometimes you just can't help to reciprocate it. So I understand her smiling. I understand her hugs and her desire to be around people. Continue to listen to episode 48 of The Glory in Our Stories, featuring the awesome, the wonderful, the warm-hearted Karen Gordon. Um, but when I was, uh, before, right before I got out, there's a, so labor maternity, maternity ward, that sounds so crazy. <laughs> but um, there were, so folks were kind of, you know, coming in, having babies, going out, right? Yeah. There was this one lady who was, um, who was being such a butthole to the nurses, wow. right? Because she like wanted her stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. She, <laughs> I think she wanted like some ginger ale or something, and she was being a butt, you know. Yeah. I'm like, well, how? Do, I was like, seriously? Is really? You got people? You got sick people up here, you know? You got, <laughs> and this one lady, this, you know, a couple of, you know, babies didn't make it out. Oh, you wow. know, it was very, it was like serious. Yeah. And this chick is in tripping about, she can't get her ginger ale. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why? <laughs> What's the problem? So it just, it just taught me, um, it, you know, a light bulb went off. Just, I mean, several, yeah. several light bulbs went off during that time. And it just taught me patience and humility and, and you don't know what people are going through so you gotta you know you gotta be kind to people you treat people the way you want to be treated yeah. and my husband helped me with that also you know even while we were dating he was really patient with me he was patient with he's patient with everybody he's crazy you know he's such a great guy like <laughs> he's wonderful but um even even <laughs> He's a he's a really he's a really great guy. And when I um, found myself like flying off the handle, or just being really upset about you know a gig or something, he'd be like, it, it, one in particular, it was during Masters Week. Oh, <laughs> I during, know that was it. <laughs> it's during Masters Week. And um, and my time was my gig was some, from like seven to ten. 
Oh, goodness. Right? That's cool. That's cool. But the people didn't, just like at the Partridge Jam, people don't start getting there until, like, 945. Yeah. So, so, the, so the boss, the owner was like, well, well, keep playing. I was like, but no, I'm not going to do that. My time is up. He was like, well, I said, uh, you know, if you're going to pay me extra, I'll play longer. Yeah. And he said, no, you'll make the money. I'm sure you'll make the money. You'll make it in tips. I was like, well, okay, I might. <laughs> and I might not. Yeah. So I, uh, so I packed up and left. And he was, he was angry. I was angry. So I went home. Told my husband about this dude who was trying to, you know, do that whole musician thing. Oh, you'll get it in tips. You'll make it in tips. I'm not gonna pay you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and he said, um, he just shared with me, you don't know what was going on. But maybe that had nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know, some may, someone may have burned something in the kitchen, and he was just angry. He's that had nothing to do with you. Just let it go. Just call him. You know, reach back out to him. And um, just talk to him. And I was like, "Yeah, have you lost your mind? <laughs> <laughs> you must not know who you're talking to right now. <laughs> and, um, and so I did. I did. I, I, uh, I waited, a, a, you know, till the following week, till after Masters. Mm. And I reached out to him. And uh, he said, he said um, and he apologized. You know, he said it, it was a really crazy day. Yeah. And something was things were going wrong everywhere and uh, I, I came back and played a couple of times after that so he was and so I'm like how did you know that <laughs> he's a genius he is my, so my mom was telling me because I working at the where I, where I work mm-hmm. where I, no matter where we are we're all in a position of, of service yeah and sometimes you do have people that approach you and they they're having they like on the very last string mm-hmm. and you're the just so happen to be the recipient of the of the moment it breaks yeah and my mom my mom had to remind me she like i know you upset but mm-hmm. you probably have no idea what this person is going through mm-hmm. i've had people come through because um, I work at the dental college, I've had patients come in. Who's a couple of them have just lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, drove from like three to four hours away because nothing was available where they were. Yeah. And whatever money they're spending, the only thing they have, they probably even have money to get a hotel or anything like that. Yeah. And just being brutally rude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I that's when I had to. <laughs> had to go through the transformation that you went through. Yeah. And I had to say, hey, um, they're not upset with me. Because number yeah. one, they just met me. Right. Number two, they obviously don't know me. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I can't I can't receive that. Yeah. So I, I perfectly, perfectly understand. And you need those anchors. Yes. Those people. And those are, those are very rare. Very, very rare. Very true. Very true. Because he could have, he could have said he could have told me what I wanted to hear and it yeah. would have just been oh that guy is crazy you don't need to go back there again he doesn't appreciate you you know that's what I was looking for mm-hmm. but um but he didn't give that to me he gave me what I needed and that was you know just take a minute you know take a beat and then just you know it you know what it what the Bible says if your brother's done you wrong then you go to him and all that kind of stuff that yeah. kind of. so 
so that was um, that was cool. It, it was. I I uh, I did not see that one coming. Not, <laughs> not at all. But but yeah. Just and so now I try to. I just try to be more be more patient. Mm-hmm. You know. I try to just just chill. That's what I, I do. A lot of that. Just like chilling. <laughs> you know. All right. Especially if I'm writing something out, I'll, I'll just let it sit for a little while mm-hmm. and uh, then go back and, and, and edit, change it, let it sit, you know. Yeah. So, because um, I try to make sure that that I'm being considerate. And, and I also try to make sure, I try to make sure that I'm hearing the, the real message, you know, yeah. what, what, the, what the, you know, what the real thing is, what the, the, the thing that's not being the unspoken message, you know, if there's if there's if it's a if it's a political thing or, and that's usually where where that happens. If it's something on, on social media, um, I try to figure out where the person is coming from, mm-hmm. and then and then address that accordingly, you know, to the best of my ability. So. What would you say is the overall message or the need that you hear a lot from local artists, if you can sum that up, if you were able to. Um, we actually need a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, I would say uh, what I'm hearing a lot from um, the musicians that I, that I talk to is opportunities to play stages to, to play on yeah. um, just some awareness of, of what artists what the artistry is about mm-hmm. you know um, money is always a thing yeah you know it's always about we gotta I think that's it I, I think money is it because I there's a every now and again Every couple of years or so, this this conversation starts about, you know, I've been playing, I've been gigging since 1980, mm-hmm. and the money that I made in 1980, I'm making that same money now. You know, the gig paid 75, 85 dollars. I was making them in 1980, and I'm still getting that now. So it's that's a that's a consistent thing now. I have lots of, I have very definite opinions about why that is, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of it has to do with 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 business, with with the with the business of music, and a lot of our artists don't understand nope. that, no. and um, I'm, I, I think I'm going to have to fight a little bit of a battle behind that very soon. Um, I'm working on a contract to, it's not really a contract, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite word now. <laughs> when I don't know what it's called, it's just, it's just a thing. Yeah. I'm working on this thing um, to book some, book some artists into this venue, mm-hmm. right? Um, because the, because the, the manager um, can't do it. You know, he does, he does, a, he does a very terrible job at it. <laughs> like that, and he doesn't. He really doesn't have the time to do it. Really, not to do it well. Yeah. So, so I made I made him an offer he couldn't refuse, 
and um, the challenge with so the challenge with that is getting the artist to understand that if if you if you're wanting to get the calls, um, you gotta have you gotta have content, you gotta have the material, you got. I know I'm speaking like it. I'll just put it out there. Um, so it's the Partridge Inn. Yeah. Um, and so they have a they have a new food and beverage manager. Uh, he's not new, but he's new to doing the music thing. He's been there for about um, since about September, I think. Okay. So he's new-ish. But many things at the Partridge Inn are new because they kind of move move things around a little bit. Yeah. But. Um, but because he was having some trouble with with uh, with his, the musicians that he was calling, um, I offered to help him to to get some people that would actually show up. Mm-hmm. And so I expect a good bit of a pushback um, once we start calling people and asking them if they like to do the work. Mm-hmm. So because there were because there were there was a rotation before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he said he wasn't in love with the rotation. So, so my challenge is to, is to identify musicians that will work there mm-hmm. and to also in, incorporate some of the older musicians as well. So yeah. I expect a little pushback on it. Because I've, I've been pushing this like this thing, right? This bookmusicgigs.com thing mm-hmm. um, and trying to get help musicians to film some video, get some photos made and that kind of thing. Yeah. All the kinds of things that, that, you know, we did at Create, <laughs> yeah. a Create Conference. And, um, and I'm, I'm getting a couple of bites, but not a, you know, not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I know what usually happens is like right around this time, musicians start to call me and they, they ask, they're, they're calling now, you know, you have anything, what you got for Master's Week? You got something for me? I'm like, no, man, I got, I, I, you got something for me? What you got? <laughs> you got a, you got a video? You got a you got some pictures? Mm. So 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 back to back to the question, you know, what's one of the things? Um, what is the thing? There's my word again. Um, I think we just have to take it we have to take ourselves seriously. We don't we don't present ourselves well. This is something that that um, that Mike Sarge mm. I'm sure he says it all the time. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he said um, uh, at that uh, round table that we did in, back in September also that um, this, there's no there's no standard you know um, and I I got challenged just very recently well I think it was I think it was a challenge for me about the musician culture in Augusta from a guy who's who's from here and considering moving back he's like musicians don't get together and and work out music, musicians don't practice. He said, Augusta musicians don't do that. Mm. He said, how, y'all don't take it seriously. So looking at it that way, if we don't take it seriously, why should yeah. the person with the check take it seriously? So. Challenging the artist, opposed to having just the artist challenge everyone else. Having mm-hmm. that uh, introspective mindset saying so what am I doing wrong opposed to saying everybody nobody's giving me an opportunity yeah instead of in this acting being self-reflective like well maybe it's me yeah and a lot of artists don't want to hear that because I'm like right. I've been doing this for a while I trust me I know that I could I could fill some seats and I could do that and well, well I mean, times are different and mm-hmm. um 
developing those connections, and that's one thing that I, I've recently learned over the last few years, how important that is. Mm-hmm. Because I used to feel like you're just trying to, I didn't want to create an opportunity where it seems like I'm trying to get something from you. Yeah. But like you said, it's a give and take. Right. But presentation and putting in the work, that's the thing, putting in the work. Right. I hear a lot of artists talk about that, putting in the work. Right. That's another thing that Mark Starr points out, and, and it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true, and um, and that's one thing that I do enjoy hearing you say is challenging mm-hmm. yourself as an artist. Yeah, because yeah. we we need to do that. We definitely do, and it's 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 really it's really frustrating for me um, when I see musicians who are brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant musicians. I mean, ah, their music is so good. (laughs) But you can't tell it. You can't tell it from looking at their stuff. Yeah. That stuff is trash. (laughs) And I'm like, it, 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 it kills me. It makes me so angry that, that, that some of our most creative people um, just, and I and I, I I I get you know I get it when folks say I just I just want to play I just want to I just want to draw I just want to paint I just want to create I, yeah. I I get that and that's fine mm-hmm. if that's all, that's if that's all you want to do if you're going just, if you're good with playing you know your with your band playing in front of empty seats <laughs> then all right <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> or or your work not selling or something I mean. If that, it's just, it's just, it's just wild to me, um, and it's it, it, it's crazy, it's crazy for us as artists to think that somebody else should invest in us when mm-hmm. we won't even invest in ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, that that that's frustrating for me, and I, I uh, it's just crazy. It like it like burns me up. It chaps my behind. <laughs> it really does. So that's why I'm like, hey man, hey, when y'all gonna have another thing? When's your next thing? Yeah, yeah. We need to, you know something. Just just um, and I know, and, and the challenge, the, the thing that that's crazy about that is. Okay. I guess the folks who are the folks who are, are who really need it won't get it. Folks who really need that kind of help, mm-hmm. they won't they won't take the the time to, you know, go and get it. Uh, and I, and understandably, things change. Somebody might be in a in a place where they can't. Um, so my challenge is to just kind of focus on. Focus on the people who are receptive or ready for the information mm-hmm. or for the opportunity. The um, the goal of Garden City Jazz, and, and we do a lot of a lot of a lot of other stuff, <laughs> other stuff too. With you know, from the whole Pop Up Augusta thing to um, Gordon Music Group, which is just my personal site for all the all of my playthings, my party on the green, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
I almost forgot what I was going to say. Um, Garden City Jazz, I formed that with the with the intent of, of connecting, mm-hmm. co- connect, prom- I have to remember, connect, promote, and develop. It was connecting musicians to new audiences, mm-hmm. um, promoting the art form and, uh, and awareness of it, uh, jazz music and culture, and um, developing programs. And we've we do we fall short on some of those things but we have to try to keep those things uh in mind and for the longest time we were just really we were just working with jazz musicians now we work with um with pretty much anyone who wants to anyone who who we can serve yeah. put it that way so so yeah i don't know we're trying to we're trying to stay relevant yeah i guess yeah <laughs> Yeah, but I'm encouraged. I mean, I'm I'm encouraged, you know, by by the work that uh, that you guys are doing with Create Augusta. I'm encouraged by um, the young people I see on Teen Night at at um, Humanitry, mm-hmm. um, Humanitry House. Um, I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to the market season starting up again in mid-March so I can get my hugs on. <laughs> and um, I'm just lo- I'm looking forward to the ways that downtown is going to grow. Yeah. Uh, it, that downtown is growing and will continue. And, you know, now that I'm in South Augusta, looking forward to all the wonderful things that are happening, that are going to happen there as well. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know if I answered the. Uh, um, <laughs> I think I probably went like off the rails a little bit. I, in a in some form or fashion, you have, and um, okay. and I asked you this last question, which, okay. from what I hear and from what I've heard, you are a person of about people, mm-hmm. and that is very that's a very valuable trait to have, and the reason being is because what you have or what you're able to give. Is is you you have it because it's meant. There's Mike, man. Uh, Mike said <laughs> that doing. I think it was our first creative conference. He said, "A gift isn't a gift until you give it away." Right. And for you to have something that you do so well and to just sit on it, so oh, this is just for me. No, no, it's not just for you. Yeah. Um, it's it was given to you so you can give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have this passion and it's funny you referenced that story of you in the hospital mm-hmm. because you say yo if people if i'm in this position in this vulnerable state and people are willing to do this for me yeah why can't i do this for everyone else right and right. you just having the desire to help others mm-hmm. if everyone else was able to do that is thinking of how <laughs> the condition this community would be in if that was the case. Yes. Um, not down talking it, but yeah. we, we can do better. We can, yeah. We can. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I guess the <laughs> the last question I love asking, I'm just curious, what would you say is the glory in your story? Um, I would I would just say my uh, my passion and love for this particular community um, and the and the artists and the people in it mm-hmm. you know I um, I've been very fortunate I've been extremely fortunate you know I am not that smart I am not that talented I'm not you know? 
I've just been really, I've gotten a lot of great breaks. And and I love, um, that's, this, this answer is probably a lot longer than you had anticipated. <laughs> but I just, I just love being able to, to, to share with people. Yeah. Um, you know, Augusta, Augusta is no better or a, anything is no better than the people that are in it. So my band, if my band, if we were all buttholes, then it doesn't matter how great the music sounds. We're still, there's only so far we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, with, with Augusta, you know, I, I love, I know it's got great potential. I know we move, we move very slowly sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> but we're getting there and I am excited for that. I'm excited to be a part of that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if I can, if I can just help one person with with this story, and that person goes on to help somebody else you know, to kind of pay it forward, um, that's good. I'm good with that. You know, that <laughs> will work very well for me. So, I mean, my my story is it's um it's interesting. It's it's really unique. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not special. You know, I'm not. I mean, you know. Now, I tell people I'm special all the time. I'm the empress of cool. But, um, but yeah, I'm not doing anything that, that any regular person can't do. I mean, regular. Well, I'm not regular, of course. I am not average. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, do, I'm not doing anything special. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. Just treat, just treat people. Um, with kindness and respect, mm-hmm. and uh, and and just understanding that you don't know what people are going through. You know, yeah. you can't. I I I'm the I'm the what I am. Who I am today is is the sum total of my experiences, and so so is everyone else. So we just have to be aware of that. Well, yeah. um, I thank you for that. I always enjoy asking that because um, I interviewed someone whose answer was maybe. If 20 seconds long oh yeah yeah and uh, I think that was probably my mom's she, <laughs> mom got choked up a lot doing hers because yeah. she was talking about the kids that she taught throughout the years yeah and the changes and um, being teaching thousands of kids but every so often running into one of them as adults mm-hmm. and being and then remembering once the child says their name like she goes she can go all the way back to like beginning of 1990s or the, or 2000s and just remember that child yeah um but i just and that's the sum of everything that you all have said up until this point in the podcast is helping others in some way mm-hmm. like every well i think we all have that innate desire to help others yeah um, because we know what it feels like to be without and then mm-hmm. be in a position where somebody can provide that for us mm-hmm. without even us asking. Yeah, like you, you really think that I deserve this, right? Uh, right. But for somebody believed in you enough to say, "Hey, I want you to get here." Yes. I want you to get here, whatever it takes. Yeah. So that uh, was definitely. I mean, I've, I've had so many of those experiences, and who am I to just, just keep all of that for myself? You know, yeah. who am I not to share that with somebody else? Especially if, if, the, if, if, if someone needs something or you identify, you see, well, maybe they could use a little help here or help there or push in the right direction. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, 
that's what it's all about. That's what we. That's what we're here for. We're, you know, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Well, thank you, Karen, for your time. Thank you. And um, for those of you who are listening, this is the Glory in Our Stories. This is episode forty-eight with Miss Karen Gordon.